Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to Following On. Great to have you with us. Uh, We're going to spend plenty of time, I think, looking back at England's defeat, not just in this fourth test match in Ahmedabad, but in the series. Having won the first test match, they went down by 3-1, to losing this final match by an innings and 25 runs. Well, given they had India 146 for six in their first innings, that is is quite a heavy defeat. Uh, And in fact, all the results, all four games, including the one India won, are heavy defeats. So we've got a fine team to do so. Darren Goff, Gareth Baddy, Steve Harmison, Mark Butcher with me at various times over the next uh, hour or so. Yes, this is following on. Oh, it's hard to take. Hard to take. I thought we were going to see a really good fight with the bat today from England. It didn't prove to be the case with the, obviously Dan Lawrence exonerated from any accusation on that front. Uh, Butch is briefly indisposed. Well, he's not indisposed. He's presently on TalkSport talking about this very thing mm. to them, I'm sure. Um, Goffey looks uh, angry. Um, Gareth looks disappointed Harmy looks sanguine really uh, almost as if he thought this was likely given the quality of the Indian side which he's, of which he speaks um, very well but uh, you're pretty down on this Goffey I think aren't you? Well I, I'm just disappointed um, and the way it's ended the last three test matches I think if we could have got something out of this game and, and, and it would have been an unbelievable result to get 2-2 I'm, I'm totally with um, Army on that this Indian side on home soil very uh, hard to beat but we've had the best of the conditions we've won three of the four uh, tosses of the coin uh, in the test matches everybody was saying that was going to be uh, a big part in winning this series and who goes on to win it the difference has been a huge gap in the quality of spinners in both sides I think that's been obvious I think the seam bowling department even is pretty even um, at this stage I know we've got the great Jimmy Anderson the the GOAT but they've got good bowlers in themselves, whether it be Bumrah, whether it be Siraj, who's young and youthful, or whether it's 
Uh, Ishan Sharma, who's got some, some experience. And then when it comes down to the batting, they've just got match winners, guys who can take the game um, away from the opposition. And we've got Joe Root. Um, and that's what it's basically come down to. They're, they're just a better all-round team than we are. Do you think, Gareth, that the, the expectation on Joe Root, given the, the, the relative inadequacies around him, in the end wore him down a bit? Yeah, and it, it, it is always going to do. You, you're under so much pressure um, in India um, all day um, through the test matches there, possibly more so than, than anywhere else in the world because it just feels on top of you a little bit more. Uh, with the heat and, and the surfaces and the way that it all pans out. Um, look, I mean, he, he came into the, the series in wonderful form. He, he played out of his skin in that first game and was the difference between the two t- two sides. And unfortunately, it's, it's too much of a burden for one man to carry. You need the rest of the batting order, uh, at least um, a couple of guys uh, and innings, really, to help him out. And you can't expect him to be the one that's always getting three figures. History suggests that nobody's ever done that and, and we can't expect that of Joe. Uh, we needed um, full team performances uh, to get over the line to win test matches and unfortunately it hasn't been a, a big enough collective consistently enough uh, for England to get uh, in, in, the, in the dominant positions and get the wins. Selection, uh, Joe Root plays a, a strong hand in that. Um, he, he probably gets the side he wants once the tour's underway. The selectors the people responsible for getting the team there, getting the group there and coming up with the plans to deal with the various quarantine bubbles and such. But in the end, Joe would have gone with this side and been happy with it in, on, on the first morning. Um, do you think that preys on the mind of both he and the players? I think that does play on the mind of him and the players. And I think the thing that to chuck in with selection is reading the situation, the surfaces that they're playing on. England have got it horribly wrong with their team selection on the two last two surfaces that they've, they've played on, and that alarm that worries me and alarms me because there's a lot of there's a lot of experience in that camp. If you look at behind the scenes, I know Collie's just more or less got there, but he's got you know a hell of a lot of international experience around him. There's there's a lot of people out there who have captain sides who who should be able to read a surface and think, well, we need an extra seamer on this, or we need an extra spinner on this, and I think that. That, with the selection, w- with the performance, you can say yes, but I think it's just their spinners have been far too good for us. Okay, well, we've got to Joe Root with us now. Joe? Hi, Mark. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you feel very down, and, and that's understandable. Um, it's really extraordinary to watch from afar the excellent cricket you played in the first test and the way that India have turned it around. To what level would you attribute that to the excellence of India's cricket or the indifference of your own? I think credit has to go to India. I think they've played very, very well. Um, I think their spinners have been extremely accurate. They've exploited the conditions. Um, and you know, they've asked difficult questions of our batters. And at times we've not managed that well enough. Um, but there have also been times where um, it's been very much in their favour. And I, I think as a whole, as a balance. We, we just have to keep looking to get better. It's as simple as that. We haven't quite been up to the mark. We certainly haven't been able to match them in these last three games. But this winter, we've proven that we can perform in, in Asia and in, and in India. So uh, it is an inexperienced side in many ways. And we have to learn. That's, that's the most important thing we take from this tour is that we have to learn. 
the the interesting thing to me is that in every match you've had opportunities you've actually either been ahead of the game or had the chance to catch the game up quickly a good example is this last match where having been bowled out for 200 you then reduce india to 146 for 6 but but can't quite finish that job um any reason that you can put your finger on no, it's, it's a game of fine margins, isn't it? I mean, it, you look at the umpire's call dismissal of, of Rishabh Pant that went in their favour, and, and I'm not complaining about that. That can happen, but you know that's that's how small the margins can be sometimes. And you know, you come a, come up against his brilliance and the way he played, and um, you know, it's very hard to set a field to him with some of the shots that he can play, um, and and hard to build pressure on him. I thought to that point we were outstanding with the ball. I thought the two seamers in particular, the way that they held the game, they always looked threatening on a wicket, um, which, you know, we expected to spin more than it did. It certainly offered for, for those guys, uh, the seamers, more so in the first two days. Um, but, you know, I, again, that's where you sometimes have to give credit to the opposition. And, you know, we'll look at that and think, well, how can we get, get better? How can we keep looking to develop as a team? Joe, without your full complement of players for a series of this nature against the number one team, in the world, uh, how compromised do you feel? I, I know you understand that concession had to be made because of the nature of the beast in the world right now. But even so, it must be extremely difficult for you. It, it is what it is, Mark. I, I know, of course, as an England captain, as any captain of any team, you always want your best players available all of the time. Um, but it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. In, in the environment that we're in right now, it's really important that the, the players' welfare is... Is paramount and that guys get looked after so that over the course of this year, we're going to get consistently good performances across the board in all three formats. And um, we can moan about it, we can make excuses, but we've got a fine squad of players. And as I said, it has been quite disappointing that we've not quite managed to um, perform to our potential and you know to repeat that first, t- first test performance. Uh, but it is an inexperienced side and it's important that we take those lessons forward. And, you know, this this... These are, uh, is a very difficult tour. It always has been. And that's why so many tides come here and, and, you know, they find themselves in the position that we are right now. It's because India are a very good team in their own condition. So um, I think we have to be quite realistic. Of it. I think we do have to give a lot of credit to India. Um, and, you know, as a team, we've just got to keep looking to be better in these conditions. And just focus for one minute, sort of the last question. Uh, who's impressed you of, of uh, the English players with you on this tour? Well, I think, I mean, even if you just look at today, the way that Dan's played, I thought um, I thought he managed his game really well, but forward and back. Uh, he's got a good range of shots. He's come into the team, in, you know, in, in very early conditions this winter, uh, making his debut in Sri Lanka, and, um, and he's been very impressive. Um, you know, I thought Leachie's been been very good. And, and of course, um, you know, Jimmy, he's a very experienced player. Um, but the way he's performed throughout has, has been outstanding, as you'd expect. But um, still to, to have had the impact that he has um, and to lead the tack in, in the way that he has, has been um, a joy to watch. So, look, as I said, there's, there's so many things that we can, we can look at and we will look at. We will take time to, um, to talk about this tour and, and to reflect on it. But it's, it's paramount now that um, we use that to good effect. And that we also remember all the good things that we have done throughout these these six games um, and that we keep moving forward as a team. 
All right, Joe. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm sure you, you're well worn out yourself. Thank you very much for your time and your honest uh, interviews after after all these matches. Uh, we wish you well. Be, we'll see you again in the near future. Yep, see you again soon. Cheers, Mark. Okay, thank thanks. you, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, um, Mark Butcher's joined us, so I'm now going to uh, open, the, 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 for me anyway, the big elephant in the room to our four experts, Mark Butcher, Steve Harmison, Darren Goff, and Gareth Batty. And I didn't ask Joe Root this because I know that he would be unable to answer it as it's a you know an issue as much for the board as anybody else and the selectors. Um, it, it must be incredibly difficult to play at this level. Um, Test cricket has been the pinnacle all of the lives that we've known within the game. Um, a, without your best players. B, with so many doubts surrounding where you'll be and when and how long you'll have to quarantine for. And see now with the very strong, I think fully strength sides for T20 cricket and one day cricket coming up, yet a compromised side for the test matches against India. And with the IPL looming and this strong rumour that key England players who are at the IPL won't be available for the test matches at the start of the summer. You add all of that up and it's very hard, however sympathetic you are to the you know the 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 ruling classes to 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 feel that Test cricket is being compromised, and particularly the England team and the cap captaincy. Well, you know my view on it, Mark. I've said it all the way through the series. Um, I said it the last Test especially, but Joe Root, if I was him, I'd be absolutely livid. And you can tell he's almost on the verge of saying it. He's disappointed. He hasn't had the opportunity as captain because the book falls with the captain in cricket. It's not like football when it goes to the manager or the coach. It goes to the captain. And he's been captain now for over 50 tests and he would have wanted this battle against India with his best 11. But the preference has been for the T20 squad. You look at the guys who have come home for a couple of weeks. Some have come home for about eight days. Who have gone back there. You've got Moen Ali. You've got Johnny Bairstow come back from the last uh, few tests, two test matches. You've got Sam Curran. You've got Josh Butler. You've got Ben Stokes. You've got Mark Wood. We're all going to play in the T20 series. In the T20 series, when the World Cup's not till when? Next October. There's about another 20 T20 internationals before that. And an IPL. We still have plenty of games. And if I were one of them players, I'd be wanting to play in a test series against India. 100%. Yeah, couldn't disagree with that. Couldn't disagree with that. I mean, one one thing is that, by and large, the, the batsmen that England have picked on this trip are the batsmen that England will be using come the New Zealand series in June and the India series at the back end of the summer, unless somebody comes up on the rails. And there's nobody that's involved here... That wouldn't that wasn't that wouldn't be involved due to rest and rotation. We're talking about the bowlers mainly. Joss Butler is probably the only guy you could count as being a batsman, or Moeen Ali perhaps. And the issue for England has been that they haven't been able to score any runs on on turning tracks, barring the first Test match, and that was Joe Root again on, on the back of an incredible purple patch that started in Sri Lanka. Um, I don't think, and I, looking at the scoreline, three-one. When I was asked, when I was out in 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 India before the uh, the first two test matches in Chennai I was asked what I felt the scoreline would be could England perhaps win three test matches in India get themselves to the world test trophy final I, I won't say what I said in my head but I made a strange noise on the television like no of course they can't you know in India have lost what three games prior to the first match in Chennai in this series three matches in a decade 
at home. And, and two of those... 13 consecutive home series. And two of those matches... Two of those matches were against England in 2012. So that's how long it's been. And Australia won the other one. That was on a dodgy track in Pune, which India complained quite a lot about, I seem to remember, because I was there for that one too. But anyway, that's by the by. So, you know... 3-1, I, I felt, felt England were good for a test win because I'd just watched them play in Sri Lanka. I know they've got some terrific players. I thought England were good for a test win, but 3-1, I'd have said, yeah, I'd, I'll call that as a result at the end of the, the series. And that's regardless. It's before we go into players going home, people being rested, I'm picking the wrong team, um, doing all of the things at England, not being able to score any runs. 3-1, yeah, I'd have said that at the beginning in of the series. 3-1 in this manner? It's a smashing, not in the, not in massive margin. But, but at the end of it all, the manner doesn't matter. It's three test matches well, to one. And, and look, I, no, I, I get what you're saying. And England have been, England have got caught, caught cold on two very, very poor surfaces in the middle two test matches and then were hopeless in this test match. I'll spare them no, no excuses whatsoever. But that is also a hangover from playing on pitches where they couldn't score any runs in the, in the middle two. They won tosses and lost. They won three out of four. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, listen, I, I make no, I make no bones about the fact that Australia, uh, that India are better, uh, the better side, and I also, and I also understand where where management has to come from for making these decisions. You make decisions about resting players in any format of the game, right? It looks like genius when it when it pays off and you win, mm. and then you have fresh players for the Ashes later I, on in the summer. But if you get battered, everyone says you, it's a terrible, terrible call. I suppose I, I'm. I, I, you know, I hear you loud and clear, Butch. Boy, do I ever! I, I'm, I'm just onto the, a slightly wider issue, which is whether a group of cricketers together will feel a bit compromised, will look over their shoulders with uncertainty. Who's coming in? Who's coming out? You know, the question mark about Moen Ali, Don Bess on the sidelines, then in bought back now, the, the, and then they'll look at the two squads for the T20s and the ODIs, and they'll think, well, those squads are full. Why, why isn't our squad full? And, and and then they'll look to the IPL with a strong rumour now that one side alone, Rajasthan Royals, has got three key players, Archer, Stokes and Butler. There are other England players spread over the IPL. Will they be there for the first test match against New Zealand? What strength of England side will play that game? Can it really be that we've got to the point at which the IPL is going to rule the rooster over test cricket, etc., etc.? So I'm just wondering if, if that lack of of of, of solid... Uh, of knowledge, of solid thinking, of clear think thinking, um, is is a, is a difficult thing for a group of players to adjust to, Gareth. I think it is when you put it on some of the surfaces um, that have been uh, put in front of England in this this series. You you look you look down the list of players playing in this game. Six out of the eleven have played twenty or less Test matches. Well, less than twenty Test matches. That isn't a, a stat for me of a team that is consistently going to go toe-to-toe with an Indian team. You have to have a bit more experience. You have to have a little bit more background. No team, Goff is shaking his head, and I'll explain why. No team has gone to India with that lack of experience and won for probably, and I can lob a random number out and say for 20, 30, 40 years, because it does not happen. You need the skill sets that you've applied before to then be able to engage them into the series that you're involved in then. You're not going to learn on the job in India, and it's proved there. We've had some really nice glimpses but you're not going to have a sustainable period of excellence to put India under that sort of pressure. Agree with that, but he's forgetting that India also had Pant, Sundar, Gill, Bumrah, Siraj and Aksar Patel, who didn't have much playing experience. Playing at home. Playing at home. But They're not in playing at home. Playing at home. Playing at home. It's not, still not test cricket, mate. Playing at home. It's not test cricket. It's a totally different ball game. Playing at home. We're not talking home. a first-class cricket match. 
playing we'll see, at home. We'll see what happens because they've, they're not going to play any test match cricket between now and July when they come over to play in England. So if we're sitting at the end of September and England have won 3-0 or 4-0 or whatever and so pants nicking everything that you'd not believe in. With a full-strength team. Axar can't get, a, can't get one off the straight and nicking it and Shubman Gill still hasn't scored a run, then we can turn around and say, well, from about bats are saying there, our players have gained experience. Indian players have gained experience. I think the one thing I take away from this whole series is, I agree with Butchery saying there, at the start of the series, at the start of the winter, England six test matches. If you said to me England would win three, I'd have took your, I'd have took your hand off. And what? And I think when slightly, I didn't disagree. With, I disagreed a bit with Butcher when he says, you know, it doesn't matter where you get beat three-one. And I, I do think sometimes the manner you get beat because there are mental scars. There are scars when you come up, especially in the game of cricket. It's a, it's an individual sport played by a team, but some of our young players, you you could get a. You could get scarred. You know how batsmen and bowlers go head to head, and you think, well, Sibley straight away spin. He struggles at the top of the order. So there's things that that do mentally wise get scarred from young players getting exposed to certain situations. But look, at the end of the day, Joe was right when he said it, and he's always right. And his his press conferences are are good, and he's honest. He said it's about learning. You've both mentioned there in, inexperienced players. If England. England's players learn from this trip and they get better from this trip, yeah, then I think well, then that's, that's a positive. But only if they pick next time we come. Yeah, that's what How I meant by second time around is, c- is where you become a better team. And that yeah. is why England won in 2012. 100%. They had experience of the conditions, knew exactly what they wanted. We had Matty P in the second test match, I believe. And he was talking off, off air about how they went about the business of winning a series in India. And it was because of the experience of being there before and they could put things into place. They had two good spinners. That helps. They, they had two very good spinners. And I'm not sure I buy this ongoing thing. We're learning and we're a young side. We're England. The England cricket is the best cricketers in England. It's not an A team. We haven't been sent there to, to find out about ourselves. This is the England cricket team. Yeah, it's the but, conditions, though, isn't but, it, that are yeah, so but, foreign? But ho- yeah, I agree with that, Mark. But on the other hand, is we're not treat what's the selection pa- policy and the way the world is at the minute. It's not exactly the England cricket team because the England cricket team would have Mo and Ali in, would have well, Josh well, that, Butler that in. My, would have well, that was my first question. Chris, Chris, we, we've, yeah, we agree. So, we've done that. Yeah. I mean, we do, but, we, we, but, but, I, but I'm saying you're saying it's the England cricket team. But no, no I'm saying I don't think it's an excuse to say we're learning. No, it's, not, it's not an excuse. It's just a fact. It's just a fact of life. You know, you've got guys out there playing for the first time in Indian conditions and they've come up against some of the more extreme. Condi- I played test series in India. I never saw anything like the two test matches in, in, in Ahmedabad and Chennai. Not once. They've got plenty but of them playing the IPL though. Uh, yeah, but, but they don't play on pitches like that, Goffey. You don't score 220 and 20 overs playing on pitches <laughs> where the ball spins over your head. For, trying to bat for six come hours. On. You know, it's just, listen, it's, I think we ought to, it's very easy because it, the manner of the defeat and we've had a lot of time to kind of think about the, the things that have gone wrong and we've watched some horror batting, let's, let's be honest. But let's, let's look at this from a sober point of view. The point of view is this, India are far superior to just about anybody in the world you can pick at home. You would back them to beat anybody in the world at home, whether the pitches were like the two in the middle or the pitches were like the one in the beginning. And in England played superbly to win that first test match, right? Butler went home after that one. Archer got injured for the second test. Butler was replaced by Ben Folks, who kept like a dream and batted beautifully in the, in the middle test match in, in Chennai. Okay? 
But what else? What else changed? What else? Who? Just throw some names at me who? for the batsman who would have replaced the batsman who scored no runs well, just, in I'll this just series. Pick you up on the first point about the spinners. Goffey says two great spinners. Um, Nathan Lyon has been a very good spinner, but has gone quiet of, of late. Who, who else in the world? Pakistan, I suppose. But who else in the world has got an attack that can match those two on a turning pitch? Nobody, I don't think. Maybe Yasir Shah and no. any one no, two or three of the... No, no, I, I'll, no I'll, say, I'll say why not. It's finger spin that's so dangerous on these uh, surfaces because yeah. you can be so accurate and so direct. I think the wrist spin will be a challenge. Of course it will. But I don't think it will be as hard as facing finger spin when it's turning and bouncing like it right, is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point too, I think. Um, the answer is that uh, we will discuss England's selection going forward um, in a moment. Um, but we are able to get a word from Ravi Shastri, the Indian coach and former player, former commentator, of course. And uh, he spoke just recently to uh, the host broadcaster. Well, it's a, it's a great feeling, uh, Shiva, because, uh, you know, it's something that you've done all your life. And, uh, you know, it's particularly satisfying in this role when you see uh, youngsters coming through the ranks and, you know, and performing in situations that, uh, you know, are really tough. Like yesterday, I mean, what Rishabh Pant and uh, Washington Sundar pulled off was unreal because the pressure was back on us. You know, we were trailing by 50. We still had to... Uh, you know, get runs on the board and then from there to get 360 was an outstanding achievement. I, full tribute to them. I think they learn a lot from this and this whole team. You know, they worked hard. This is, this is not something that's come overnight. You know, this is for to be on top of the table in the World Test Championship is two and a half hours, uh, two and a half years of work. You know, and for those two and a half years to be successful, it's been six years prior to that. And to be honest, you know, the boys just took one series at a time. They weren't really bothered about the World Test Championship. Let me be honest here, because the goalpost gets shifted, you know, every time. You know, we were heading the table and some rule came on percentage system when you were not even playing. But never mind all that. You've got 520 points. You deserve to be on top of the table and playing that final. And terrific temperament uh, shown by the team in terms of coming back after one down in Australia and then here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think... Uh, the first test in Chennai would have been different, you know, if we had a few more days off. It's no excuse. England outplayed us there. But the boys were like zombies. You know, they were tired. And the fact that there was no crowds didn't help because everything was flat. So was the performance. But then a kick on the backside, you know, to reignite the pride in the system can make a lot of difference. And it showed in the last three tests. Having known you for over 40 years, you don't hold back, do you? Why should I hold back? And uh, I mean, and a tribute here to the groundsman, since you don't want me to hold back. You know, I think Ashish Bomek is an outstanding uh, groundsman. You know, he knows his job. You know, he's learned the hard way. He's worked with Daljit Singh, who was a master curator. And who will complain about tracks like this? I mean, it's fantastic uh, entertainment. You know, both teams are in the game. And uh, the, the result, you know, 3-1 doesn't really suggest how close the series was. It's like our series in England when we lost 4-1. We had our opportunities. England had their opportunities here. Had they grabbed those opportunities, the result could have been different. It could have been different here. But we seized on the opportunities that came our way and uh, drove home the advantage. But you know, the scoreline really doesn't reflect how close the series was. And the work culture and the team feeling like a family, how did you inculcate that into this? I think the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to get out of this uh, bubble. 
as they call you know you've been six months in the bubble you know and you see the same faces day in and day out it's time for the bubble to burst i know it's another three weeks to go but the bubble will burst this bubble and also the players have been under the bubble i've been in the bubble for the ipl so they've done remarkably well haven't they when they get up in the morning their first prayer is bubble 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 because they've been there since since the ipl it's bubble 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 before they go to sleep you know and it's bubble so you know people sitting on the outside you've been in a bubble so you know you can you can talk about it it's tough for professional players when they are under the hammer it is really tough you know to get your best and come out there and deliver for your country and these guys have been magnificent australia was good this was even better you and virat make a great pair together so what are the strategies and what is the standout performance for you in the last two years i think uh, the most important thing is teamwork you know if you see there's not one individual uh, you know calling the shots here. it's 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 a bunch of individuals there's six seven individuals performing all the time we've given opportunities to a lot of youngsters who've grabbed that opportunity with both hands uh, and delivered you know in pressure situations if you look at this indian side over the last eight test matches they've been in every situation you know they've been on top where they've dro- uh, driven home the advantage they've been in the dumps they've responded after that you know they've been in a corner you know they and they've they fought from there not just in australia even here you know that for me you know makes it makes it special that this side is uh, refuses to give up you know we were the irrepressibles in australia we were the irrepressibles here too and also the support staff that you have have worked wonderfully well with the boys magnificent i mean right from the physios to the masseurs i mean to my support staff i think they put in hours and hours of work over the last 6 7 months you know to get the best of the boys more importantly to keep the boys in a in a right frame of mind so you know it's very easy to be hard on the boys but from the beginning from when the season started our main aim was to show empathy empathy because these are tough times you know you've not seen these times since the world war 2 so it's it's hard to play in these uh, in this thing so you've got to show the empathy to the players and they've responded magnificently uh, ravi ajit here congratulations yeah. Thanks, uh, on the series win and making it to the finals uh, absolutely well deserved just to, uh, you spoke about lots of different people performing at different times over the last couple of series uh, rishabh pant you know rishabh pant batting at number 6 giving you that option of playing that extra bowler not just improving his keeping in this series where it's been difficult to keep but how impressed have you been with his performance with the bat which particularly when you travel gives you a great option as a with a extra bowler simply magnificent because we were hard on him you know nothing comes easy and he was told he was told in no uncertain terms he's got to respect the game a little more you know he's got to lose a bit of weight he's got to work hard on his keeping we know the talent he has he's a genuine match winner and he's responded he's worked like hell over the last 3 uh, or 4 months and the results are showing i mean yesterday's innings is probably the best counter attacking innings i've seen in india by an indian batsman you know especially at number 6 when it's not easy when the ball is turning you know there's the wicket is spicy from there to respond in the fashion he did you know with two separate innings for me it was fearless all the way and more fearless in the first half of his innings because he played against the grain he played against his nature that's also a challenge you know every time when you come out you know you're going to this guy is going to play shots but then to go against the grain you know build a partnership with rohit and then turn it on after 
you know, where all hell broke loose and he got a magnificent 100. And that confidence rubbed on Washington Sundar. Let's not take anything from Washi as well yesterday. But since the question is on Rishabh, I think simply magnificent. And his keeping, like you mentioned today, was outstanding. Well, the irrepressible Ravi Shastri, never in the history of language can the word bubble have been used with such passion previously before. Um, <laughs> quite a performance from Ravi. He does have a lot of passion. He did say when he first got the job, I have to say, he used to say this is a long project, but we will be the best team in the world. And our aim is to be able to win abroad as easily as we win at home. Well, they won in Australia and next they come to England. So before we get to England, um, there was a suggestion yesterday this might be the best Indian team ever. Um, is that something that we endorse, guys? Could be the best pool of players they've had ever, uh, whether it's the best team. I think I think time will tell. Ravi's long project. We'll see what happens come end of September. Look, if they come to England, beat New Zealand in the Test Championship, number one side in the world now, and then go and beat England in a the series, then you'd have to say, Australia are aware, England at home, England aware and win the Test Championship, you could argue, yes, they're the best side ever. But uh, I would say at this moment in time, they've probably got the biggest pool of naturally gifted players they've had for a long, long time. And that does, it does put a little bit of fear in me for when, for when they come over to England, because I think they've got a good chance against England over here. Gareth, just one quick, quick question on Aksa Patel, who's been breathtaking in this series. How, how do you see him, say, in an English summer um, you know, the, even Derek Underwood, who was unplayable on such pitches and bowled the ball quick for a left-arm spinner, even he on a flat one, you know, you could bat against him. I, you really could. So what do you think? Uh, I'm not saying it now because he's cleaned up in the series. I said at the start of the second test match, here's the difference between the two teams before he bowled the ball in that second test match. Because of his natural attributes, he's tall. He's got a nice economical way of bowling and he drives it into an area. And on pitches that are going to spin, absolutely spot on. Now, get him in England, he's going to have to work on a bit more overspin. He's going to have to get a bit more of the traditional skills that you need outside of the subcontinent to be successful. Because if you're just running it into the pads, you're going to get hurt. You're going to go for a lot of runs. Your margin for length changes because you don't get the stop in the service. You're not going to get the same bounce and you're certainly not going to get the, the lateral movement. So if he can just change his same position and, and get it, rather than being square, get it more over so he gets a little bit of drop and a bit more deceit in that last three metres, not relying on the surface. It's got to happen through the air and then a little bit of surface. He's going to be a real find for them, but that's going to take a lot of manipulation within his technique. So come England and the choice of only one spinner, it's Ashwin not to tell, yeah? Or Judeja, depending on whether you want a left-arm spinner or an off-spinner, because they both bat. They, they equalise each so, other, it so just it's depends. So Patel, of those three, he's the third choice? At the moment, yes. Wow, OK. You yeah, agree, Goffey? I, I agree. Um, I th it'd be hard to leave Ashwin out, wouldn't it? Surely. Mm, um, he's just taken 32 wickets in four test matches. Yes, in Indian conditions. Yes, in favourable conditions. But he bowled well in Australia. He outbowled Nathan Lyon over there. And okay. um, coming into England, I think Ashwin gets the nod. Jadeja might play as an extra batter, that all-rounder position. Mm. OK, we'll throw it forward in a second. But before we do, a, a last thing on spin. Um, Butch, uh, how do England get better against spin? Uh, should there be special, you know, masterclasses to bat against spin? Should an expert be hired to help teach the young guys? What, what well, Dan Lawrence has been on um, spin camps in India and has, uh, has been on A-tours to Sri Lanka. So he's had that in his, in his cricketing diet for quite some time. Um, you know, people will talk about sort of 
pitches in county cricket? Do they need to spin more, etc., um, etc.? Et well, you play a lot of your, your championship cricket at the beginning of the year and a lot at the end. You're perhaps missing out on the, on the prime time in the summer. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe ought not to be quite so harsh on, on pitches when they do spin in England. However, um, you know, you have, you've toured India once every four years. So we're asking to sort of change uh, the pitches and, and the way that we play cricket in England, move away from a strength there in order to, to cope with um, conditions better in uh, in India. I don't think so. But certainly there, there, there ought to be more of an exchange of, um, of players going backwards and forwards to places like Sri Lanka, places like India, working with, um, you know, working with people like Raul Dravid. I know he's, he's contracted the BCCI, so that's not going to happen. But there are plenty of experts in India who will give their time with plenty of plenty of net pitches and plenty of spin bowlers that will help guys with that. Um, and, and as Bat says, and, and as I've touched on as well, the, the guys have just played against some of the, the best bowlers in very, very challenging conditions, having not come up against that before under pressure in Test Match Cricket, and they will be better for it the second time. Um, and that, you know, you then just have to hope. You know, I, I look down at these guys, and I think Ollie Pope has got a huge future, and people will say, I would, because he's sorry, but I, I watched him play enough to know that he's very, very good. Dan Lawrence has shown something. Zach Crawley made a, a magnificent double century against Pakistan um, during, the, during the summer last year. He's got a big future. Dom Sibley, I don't worry about too much, because I think he's exactly the sort of guy that will make a lot of runs, um, perhaps not in the way that people would love... Would, would queue up to watch, but he will make a lot of runs. He'll be exactly the sort of player that England can build scores around. So look, they will all be better for the experience if they manage to keep hold of their careers between now and the next time they're in. That in. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan.
and go to India. Okay, well, one of those spinners that you just referred to is uh, Ashwin, who, of course, has passed that 400 mark and, and, and continues to torment just about everybody he plays against. Uh, and he also was talking to the host broadcaster just a moment ago. What's really uh, made the difference is the kind of confidence that uh, the team management has put in me over the last uh, four or five months. Because when I reached Australia, I, I, was, I didn't look like a starter. I was not going to start in the 11. And uh, I, was, I just went there uh, trying to put my best foot forward. I was training for the best possibilities and best opportunities that I might receive through the season. Uh, but Jadeja's injury, I mean, it is not the greatest of things. But both Ravibai and Virat did say that the bowling was coming out really nicely. And they wanted me to go out there, enjoy my batting, just put bat on ball and just go about things and I, I feel totally uh, blessed and humbled because uh, after the COVID situation I never thought I would play cricket again for some time and here I am having had one of the best uh, months that I've had in, uh, in my career. You've talked often about being happy these last four months. How does that translate into performance? Happy versus, I mean you've had great performances before as well. Look, sometimes I think the line needs to be drawn be, between being happy, uh, content and also uh, being a little desperate. Uh, these are very, very, very fine lines and it can be separated with a, a lot of thought process. Uh, being desperate is one of the worst situations that you want to be as a cricketer. Uh, being content is also not the greatest, but being happy is very, very important for me. Uh, being happy keeps me in the moment, uh, keeps me in the process and keeps me with the planning. Uh, I go back every single day, even yesterday I was watching footages of how I can overcome how the batsman batted in the first innings because every pitch is different, every situation is different, need to plan accordingly and deliver accordingly. So, uh, for me, this is where I find myself in, I would just love to live through this. Right, from a one-off spinner who's clearly ecstatic at the way this series has gone and what an influence he's had on it, don't forget the 100 uh, in the second test, um, to his opposing number, Steve... Uh, Dom Bess, you, you spoke very emotionally and very well last night about how hard it is at this level if, if you're struggling to land it as you want to and, and the inner turmoil that that creates. Um, what next do you think for Dom Bess? Do you, I mean, for, I'll throw one out there. Do you think he needs to be just pushed aside for a while for international cricket and given a long spell in the county game? Or, 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 or is it not that desperate a situation. In other words, will he be a serious candidate for selection in the first test against uh, New Zealand on June the 2nd? No, I don't think he'd be a, a serious candidate for that, but I don't think he should be cast aside. I think Jack Leach is bowled well in this, or relatively well in this in this series. Um, and Joe Root said about Mo and Ali that why why would he never play, play again, which means Joe wants him back. So I think Mo and Ali is our best spinner, and if he's a bit fit, available and firing, he plays in the first test match, which then knocks Dombes even further down the list. I think uh, good communication, good management, and what Dombes is now, he's got a fresh start because he's got a fresh start. He goes up to Yorkshire, um, and you know, fingers crossed, he fingers crossed, he gets he gets some bowling. And I know Goffey's and and, and he I might get in the team. I play in Yorkshire. Well. I would hope he would get in the team because I I'm not sure what other spin options Yorkshire have got when it comes to red ball. Rashid doesn't play red ball cricket. So, fingers crossed. And, and another thing that might go with it to give him a little bit of confidence, if he goes up to Yorkshire, he might bat number six, number seven, um, play as, as an all-rounder, work on his all-round game, and fingers crossed, and, and just, just grab his career back like that. But just to cast him aside, I think that would be total mismanagement from, from the ECB. Yeah, I, I didn't mean cast him aside like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Binning. I know That's what you not mean, what yeah. I meant at all. I, I meant keep him away from international cricket just for a while, to, to get away from that kind of, of pressure and spotlight and, and let him develop perhaps and gain confidence by county performances. Gareth? 
He will do anyway. I think it's a block of seven championship games before the first England test match of the summer. So how many of uh, of these England players will play in that? I would suggest a lot of them. Possibly Anderson Broad will be used a bit more sparingly, but there'll be a couple of games each, I would imagine, for everybody, uh, particularly red ball specialists. The other guys, it's a great opportunity to take on board and first and foremost, get back home, freshen up, but then have a bit of a pre-season leading into those first games in early April to then have an extended period of first-class cricket to actually put into practice some of the things you've learnt. Don Best is a young man. He's constantly le- We're all constantly learning, no matter what age you are. And it's just a question of putting some good um, process information into practice to then put it into a game situation in, in those block of seven championship games. He just needs to play and, and well, use that. He's gone to Headingley. If it's zipping around early season, they'll not be playing Don Best. They're going to be playing all the seamers. Pitch isn't what it used to be at Headingley. No, it's not the green. Still it's not, but I, I'd still be surprised if he's going to bowl a lot of overs playing at, at, at Headingley. To be fair, playing anywhere at that time of year, that's been yep. part of the problem true, where true, true. we talk about county cricket starting the way getting earlier and earlier and then playing at the end of the season in the middle it's all one day cricket when the spinners will probably come into play but it it was a strange move I was surprised Yorkshire went in for him but what I do like about him I think he's a gutsy cricketer I think he's he can bat he can bowl he's got to keep improving in all forms uh, of the game he's done well for England as far as wickets have concerned when he's played he hasn't let them down but I think he's just the problem he's got uh, and as a spinner at the ice level, you can't keep bowling a bad ball and over. And I think that's been the problem for him at this moment in time. So I think they will send him back to county cricket where hopefully, let's hopefully, he bowls some overs and gets some confidence. It's, it's been a chastening, a chastening couple of weeks for him, three or four weeks for him. But in, in Sri Lanka and in the first test in Chennai, he outbowled Jack Leach. He outbowled Jack Leach. And I know he got a, a slightly streaky fifer in the first innings of the first test match in Sri Lanka. But in the second test, he was very consistent, very good. He just seemed to sort of hit a brick wall towards the very back end of India's first innings in that first test and never recovered. You know, the full tosses started to come out and he looked tired and sort of mentally slightly fried. Um, and then, you know, he didn't get the chance to bowl on two pitches that might well have got that confidence back up again. We'll never know what might have happened had he played one of the two test matches in, in either Chennai or Ahmedabad. But I think he's, I think he's really tenacious. I think he's a, he's a good kid and that, um, that writing him off at this, at this juncture is, is, is nonsense, Absolutely. particularly when England's cupboard is, is so is relatively bare. Yeah. Bare, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm asked uh, here who actually picks the team. Well, the answer is there's two, um, full-time selectors. Ed Smith is the chairman, former Kent, Middlesex and England batsman and James Taylor is his number two, former Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire and England batsman and they really do give it an enormous amount of time and thought. They're very detailed, they're very thorough. It's a full-time job for Ed and, and I can assure you he leaves no stone unturned. However, when he's not with the team, in other words, once the series is underway and, and he's back at home, then it's for the guys on the ground, the coach and captain who make up the selection committee to, to have the final say. They'll they'll talk on the phone, but effectively they have the final say. But uh, Ed and James will be driving the selection of the side for the start of the summer. Uh, and, and that's to where we turn now. Uh, and obviously we've, we've, we've wondered why uh, there's been priority for the white ball sides over the next month we've sort of explained that it's the way it is and when you live in a bubble in a test series it's a long time particularly if you've been at Sri Lanka first and that's why it was thought that people needed a break and looking after people as Joe Root said in our interview was paramount as far as he was concerned um, so uh, let's go to this first test of the summer and let's assume 
that um, the ECB put their foot down and England have all their players available. Let's start with the front three and, and you, Butch, because it's your specialist area. Um, and Rory Burns, who, who didn't play in these last game, has only played the one game since he came back into the side. Um, what, what are your thoughts at the top there? Well, I mean, England's, England's sort of first choice opening pair at home last summer would have been Burns and Sibley. Um, with Crawley at number three. And so I expect that that's probably where things will end up again at home in that first test match against New Zealand. Now, Rory Burns is in an interesting situation in his career because he's, you know, he, he played brilliantly in the, in the Ashes draw against Cummins and Stark and, and Hazelwood, etc. Averaged, what, 40 in a series where batsmen struggled, um, as batsmen on both sides did in, in this series, incidentally. But since then has kind of been a little bit flaky, has obviously missed the South Africa tour because of the injury playing football, um, nasty injury with the ankle. And so it's kind of been a little bit in and out, a little bit out of view, and perhaps so people have forgotten his attributes or, or what he brings to the party. But I would imagine he comes, he goes back to the top of the order with, with uh, Sibley and Crawley drops down at number three, which is where I see his, I see that being his position going forward. Um, so that's, that's how I think the top three will look. They won't be facing, um, you know, new ball spin. They won't be facing anything that we've seen here. It'll be traditional cricket in England against New Zealand, who are a very, very competitive, very, very good side. They wouldn't be in the World Test Championship final if they weren't. Um, and it'll be a challenge for them. But that's how, that's how I imagine that will look. Joe Root will stay at number four. Um, I know there's been some discussion about, uh, about Ben Stokes, whether five is too high for him. I, I, I kind of like him there, but um, it gives England the option to, to have another player in... Ollie Pope, who I'm a big fan of, batting at six. And then you go, it'll be Joss Butler at seven, won't it? And then it's a question of, well, take your pick. You know, England will probably want to play a spinner. That looks like it'll be Jack Leach. Um, and then it's, you know, Archer, Wood, which one of those two? Will it be which one of Anderson and Broad? Because they didn't play together at all during the series against West Indies and, uh, and uh, Pakistan last year. Um, England have got a, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to fast bowling and they'll be back to playing the sort of cricket that we know that they can be extremely competitive in. Um, you know, putting scores of 400 on the board consistently as they did from uh, after, the, after the loss in Centurion um, over Christmas time in 2019 and they did consistently through the rest of that series um, put big runs on the board and then let their bowlers run riot. Uh, you can all come in here but uh, um, Butch has played Ed Stroke James Taylor, um, uh, uh, Mo and Ali, not Jack Leach, perhaps. Oh, all depends on the IPL, doesn't it, Bats? I mean, he's in the IPL, isn't he? Oh. Um, uh, look, for me, and I'm I'm not changing my stance at the start of the winter. Mo and Ali is our best spinner. It gives us an option with the bat as well. If he's available, he plays for me. I'm I'm 100% behind that. Me I too. Think that's, that's three of us. That's me in there. My only thing from the top of the order, um, I've just watched a kid play with great temperament, didn't really look flustered. You know, I played the odd, you know, the odd poor shot, but you know, all in all, over two innings against a very, very good bowling attack, two good spinners. I know we're not going to play that in England, but I'm, I'm more inclined to find a place in my batting lineup for Dan Lawrence. Me too. I really am. And if I, and to find that for me, it'll not happen. But to find that for me, I'd. I'd then be having a conversation with my captain to see if he would bat at number three. And I would have Rude at three. I would, I would consider having Pope at four, Stokes at five, Lawrence at six. 
then you've got Butler. We're not going back to this Joe Root at number three. No, that ain't going to happen. I'm keeping Joe Root at four. But you can't then. I'm keeping Joe Root at four. How do you get how do you get Lawrence in your team if Joe Root's at four? I'm not picking him. Yeah, I watched him bat at number. You're not Butch. No, we had yours. I watched him bat at number three and get knocked over. The only time he faced Seam, he got knocked over LBW first or second ball. You know, spin. We're not seeing any spin this summer. Not happening. Right. Listen, it all depends what happens at the start of the season, county cricket, right? Somebody's got to stand up and get some big runs on the board. There's a, there's a couple of places up for grabs. If they don't, and these boys who have just been defeated out in India, start the season well and get some runs. If Dom Sibley gets some confidence back, he's going to play. If Rory Burns goes back to some place for Surrey and gets some runs early doors, he's going to play. If he doesn't, he won't. It, that's what it comes down to. I think they're trying to stay with some continuity, this England side. They've had success over it. With the, this is the first time, really, it's happened where we've, we've not known who's going to be playing from test match to test match. Four changes, and it's been building for a while. And it's all been around the IPL. The, the, it's been happening now for two years. And eventually, this is the first year the bubble's been used as the excuse, but it's about the IPL, making sure the players can come and play the T20, come and play three one-day internationals, then go out to India and spend seven weeks playing in the IPL, and then come back and play a full summer. Darren, so, it comes back to my question. How do you get Dan Lawrence in your team as well as everybody else? Well, uh, keep Joe, uh, sorry, if you have Joe Root at four, how do you get Dan Lawrence in your team? It doesn't. He doesn't fit in. Stokes has to play, and we all we all agree how good Pope is. Well, I put I put Dan Lawrence at five um, with Pope um, again. I think he's in a position. I think him and Dan Lawrence are fighting it out for that position. I'm a massive fan of Ollie Pope. I think he's a terrific talent, but he's got to go back and get some runs now. He's he's been he's had injuries. He's come back in. It's a massive test for him to come back in and play against India. Let's be honest he, about he, it. He's, he's made so it, many runs in county. Cricket, Ollie well, he's, he's got to do it again because Lawrence averages thirty-seven. Crawley thirty-three. Pope averages nearly sixty. Of course, he's a brilliant player, Ollie Pope. But you've just had the captain of England telling me how impressed they've been, and I've had three or four people come out of that camp saying how impressed they've been with Dan Lawrence. We had Ben Stokes interview the other day. Who's impressed yet? Dan Lawrence, his confidence to say, "No, I'm batting. I just want to play." Yeah, to have a plan. To and, and, yeah. So to have a player like that who you want in your side, is impressed everyone. If he's out again, it's all about the start of the season. If he's getting runs, he'll get picked. You're almost saying four players into three positions, and, you, and you're looking and at the top three. Be. You're looking at the top three. There's four shooting out for that, and and unfortunately, Lawrence is saying he'll bat anywhere or do anything. Well, you're shooting out for either opening or batting at three. It's the only positions available, really. Yeah. See, the, see, they might go Crawley. Um, they might go Crawley. Keep him up top. I, I know Butch thinks three's the position. I, I agree with Butch. But I think opening, if he opens with whoever, Rory Burns or Sibley, you put Lawrence at three. And it's a position he can bat in and I do well. Ha- I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I, I just look, my best player, and, and, I, and I understand what Butch is, when Butch is saying he got knocked over. But I think Joe is in a lot better place with his technique at this minute than what he was But Joe's not moving. Then. I know Forget he's not moving. Joe's not I know, moving from and number I did, four. I did he's, say the, he's the captain. I did see the, the start. The I don't think it will happen. He, but... He scores all his runs at number four. He ain't moving, uh, to quote uh, to quote Jack Russell from from many many years ago. He's not moving. He's not going anywhere. Wolf Forget Wall number four. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> well, they're going to have to do something because right now, do you know that since the first innings in Chennai in the first test, England have only passed 200 once, and that was 205. So they've had a difficult time against spin in India, and confidence is low. You're right. County cricket can certainly help build that, and there's a big. Um, spread of county cricket in the lead up to 
to that first test so, and conditions will be different and this whole story will look so different in in two months time it, um, I think we've resolved the wicket keeping thing because you're all happy with Butler in the side um, what we haven't done funnily enough um, do we see Archer as a absolute dead cert <laughs> Well, again, um, I think he's, he's, he's performed. He started off so well in that first test, didn't he? Bowling 90-odd miles an hour, and we thought, wow. Uh, I think that's what gave us some hope. We've got a, a chance of winning the series. But he keeps picking up this uh, uh, injury. Um, is that, he's yeah, down it's the to, same elbow yeah, injury, He's down to yeah. play, isn't he? He's going to play in the IPL. We, we know that. So he might miss the first test if Rajasthan gets to the final. But if he's fit and he wants to play, Archer is in the eleven. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and Anderson yeah. are definitely yeah, for me. sure. Yeah, good. I mean, we agree. They, they, yeah. They've got, but they've got backup. You know, Mark Wood is, is jumping out of his skin. And to Ollie bowl. Stone. And Ollie Stone was very, very impressive in that second second Test match in China. Really impressive. In fact, he held a line much better than I imagined that he would be able to. I was really impressed with him. So well, England well, have got three three genuine quick options. So yeah. the reason I asked was was that if you've then got two all-rounders plus a spinner, you're not going to get Broad and Anderson in the same team. you got Wokes Stokes as well. Bowles and then you've got <laughs> Wokes or Curran. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, like you say, you go back to home conditions and England have got a million and one options for everything. The, the question mark is around the top three of the batting. The rest of it looks after itself. In fact, the rest of it, you've got two players for each spot. Is it an England side that at home can or will beat India? Yeah, they can do. Um, as you said, they're Home conditions, you always have that uh, advantage. We've got bowlers, if they're just going to nibble around a bit. You, you've saw, seen how hard it was to get Jimmy Anderson away. And you put Stuart Broad on a pitch that just offers a little bit. That that adds to it. You put Chris Wokes on a pitch that offers a bit. And they're not easy to face. right? They've got terrific experience and a lot of wickets between them. We keep talking about India's bowlers. Yeah, they're fantastic. Good talent. Siraj looks a good talent. Runs in, loads of energy. He's got a little bit of movement. He'll bowl you bad balls. Ishan Sharma's got that experience, but he's he's not in the same league as a, a Broad and Anderson. Let's be honest about it. When was it? I'm trying to think. When was the last time England lost a, t a Test series at home? England don't lose at home. It's roles reversed from this series. Of course, it's, yeah. The yeah. England players are going home advantage. Indian players are going as inexperienced, inexperienced in those conditions, but and you would expect England to have the little bit of magic that we've seen India have over England in this you series. You know when this Test series starts? August, June, August, July. Late, sorry, late July, early August. The one thing the, I will the sorry, conditions they, they will did not the last be. time India were over, and we beat them four-one. The one thing I will say on that, Butch, it nipped around. Well, yeah, because I, I, I said the same thing before that series. Oh, you know, it's going to be late summer and yeah. it, well, there'll be reverse swing and spin. And England, England well, won it anyway. Did, it did a little bit at Edgbaston and, and it was quicker, bouncier and swung a bit at, at Old Trafford. I, I, I don't think conditions were... No. Are there a better... Another question to that, though, Mark, is is this India group of 17 players coming over as good as they've come to the British Isles in, yep. in a lot of years. Best equipped, yes. yes so I think they are. So have got yeah. to look at that. And my, yes, I think England can beat India. Of course they can. They're formidable at home. But if England don't get that top order and Joe Root is going in at 20 for two each test match, then I for me there's only one winner. five for one. Hey? You'd prefer him going in at five for one. Well, if he goes in at five, <laughs> <laughs> if he goes in, at, if he goes in at five for one, I'd be happier him going in at five for one than twenty for two. I really would. 
I really would. And I, I, I would. I, I'm, I still think, you know, your best player bats at number three. That was what Ricky Ponton did. But, but why? Where do you get that at Tendulkar didn't? Pollock didn't? Barry Richards didn't? Did Barry get Corway the, didn't. I actually think... Daryl Cullerman didn't. I mean, there's lots of them didn't. Viv, I think, Viv I think did and Ricky Ponting did. Yeah, I two. Callis moved to four. It's a very interesting point. That I actually Viv think Richards his team and needs him Ponting to bat at three. I actually think his team needs needs him to bat at three to get that to get the, the, the balance in right. I've always said that. I know you can look quizzically. This is my it opinion. It ain't happening. This is my opinion, I've, and I've and I've been I've been consistent with that throughout. I, I always have. I've always believed that 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 it, the England cricket team has have had a struggle at one, two, and three. They've been like Butch said, two places for everywhere down down the order. For me. Right. Should we <laughs> should we put this India tour behind us? It's obviously galling to lose so badly and by such a margin. But actually, if if we're placing it in the great scheme of things, we weren't that likely to make the World Test Championship anyway. Uh, the, the truth is, it's going to quickly be a piece of the past. We're going to get into the one-day games now. We're a brilliant one-day side. T20s, then one day. India are pretty good, then, though. Then, <laughs> yeah, they are. It'll be a fantastic series, I, I suspect. Mm. Um, and then it'll be another English summer. And, and if we start playing well and you know, maybe beat New Zealand at the start. Always, but, that, but know, that's so always the case. All series get, sort of fade into dust pretty quickly. The only ones that linger for any length of time are Ashes series. And that, that's a fault of, of our folklore more than anything else. But yeah, I, I, I don't see any reason to kind of dwell on this too much. Um, barring the fact that if you if you don't learn a great deal from what's happened in this series and you don't pick pick better team better balanced teams three quicks and two seamers for example every test match that's a template that works if the batsmen don't play better against spin going forward then then you've wasted your time you would hope that that happens we can pick up what Ravi Shastri said it was six years in the planning if they want to be the best team in the world they have to be able to be successful home and away so yes you shelve it, but you take the information required for us to move forward so that when we get in this situation again, we're better prepared and we're better team. England's plan from when Chris Silverwood took over was to win the Ashes in Australia. That was the ultimate to find their best team, their best starting eleven, to go to Australia and win. That's been the plan, him and Joe Root, since they took over this side. So if that happens, mm. we'll be saying it's we all will. part of the process yeah, and, and, and it's all part of, part of it. And it'll be totally different conditions to what we've just seen England play sure will. in India. Okay, that's a good point. Now, we're running out of time. Um, no better way to begin to close things down here in London by returning to Ahmedabad and hearing from the winning captain, Virat Kohli. The first game was a bit of an aberration um, in, in the way that we play as a team and you know, that was just a hiccup and I think England outplayed us. The toss became uh, very crucial because of the, the way the pitch played in the first two days. I don't think the bowlers were in the contest at all. So from the next game onwards, it was more exciting cricket uh, and we got into the game early. Even in the second innings in Chennai, I think we bowled and fielded with a lot more intensity. So for me, the comeback was, was way more pleasing and, and the way we batted in that second test match in Chennai. It's incredible how the youngsters coming into the team are performing straight away. I mean, Rishabh has been around for a while, but in this series, he was, he was, he was just sensational. There's Washington, there's Akshar. They just come in and look like they're ready. 
Yes, they are. Uh, our bench strength is as strong as it's ever been, and that's a great sign for Indian cricket. Uh, the idea was exactly this: to have youngsters who come in and you know perform with fearlessness, uh, take the situations on, so that when the transition happens eventually, it's not difficult for Indian cricket, and the standard doesn't fall below what we have set in the last few years. So. I think it's it's up to the individuals as well, you know, taking the situation on like Rishabh and Washi did with that game-changing partnership, and then with Akshar as well, a hundred-run partnership. These are the kind of situations where individuals stand up and say, "Okay, I'm going to make a mark and make a name for myself, and you know, be that player who can be counted on." And that's exactly what they've done. 13 series win on the trot. Does it leave you any concerns at all, or everyone everything fine? You're happy with the way things went? Well, you're obviously happy when you're winning so many series, but there are always things to improve. Like after the first game in Chennai, we had to pick up our body language. We spoke about the fact that nothing's a given whether you're playing at home or away. Just how we work hard playing away from home, you have to work hard to win at home as well. Because every team at international level is a quality side, and we need to be at our uh, A game to be able to beat them. And that's exactly what our mindset is. And I know in the future as well, we'll have hiccups, we'll have few. Uh, you know uh, things that will be of concern, but we'll have to keep ironing them out, and that's been the hallmark of our team. Before I finish with there's just a couple of performances I want to, you to talk about. One was, of course, what I thought helped in changing the way the series was going. Rohit's hundred in Chennai, and Ashwin just coming in and delivering every time you wanted him to. Well, Ashwin's obviously been a banker for us. Uh, you know, in the past six, seven years in Test cricket, his numbers speak. Um, you know, volumes of, of what he's done in the last few years. But I think, yeah, as you rightly pointed out, I think Rohit's knock was was uh, the, the defining moment in us coming back into the series. Getting 160 on that pitch is as good as a 250 on any good batting wicket, and I think it, it, it's definitely one of his, his best test knocks, if not the best. And uh, that gave us the kind of momentum we needed as a side, and you know, really got us into the contest. So yeah, it was an outstanding innings, and. He batted really well at the top of the order throughout the series. He gave us important knocks, important partnerships as well, which is unnoticed when you don't get those three figures. But you know, he got one. But the other knocks as well were very, very crucial for us. Mind drifting at all gently towards a World Test Championship or not yet? Well, now, now we can accept and admit that we are in the final. It was more of a distraction till, till now for us because. Uh, we are a side that's very committed to playing Test cricket, and you know all these extra things can be a distraction for us. We were never there was never a question of commitment or whether we're going to go for a win or not. Uh, it did become a bit of a, a distraction for us in New Zealand, but from then on, it was just focus on one game at a time. And now we are in the finals, which we can't wait to be a part of. Well, he's a formidable man. Uh, I'm a great Virat Kohli admirer. You've just been in India. There's a few jealous snipes at him here and there, aren't there? But in general, I think he's pretty revered, isn't he? He is. Um, I, I think people at times get a little bit a little bit uh, unhappy and, and a, a little bit upset about some of his antics on, on the field. Um, you know, geeing the crowd up and basically you know, sort, of, sort of clowning a little bit. But I, if you know the man a little bit, as I do, um, you understand that that's just that's passion over spilling, and I think the world game, you know, without overegging it too much, the world game owes a, a, owes a debt to Kohli's passion for Test match cricket, for India's brilliance at Test match cricket, for making uh, Test match cricket the the pinnacle of the game still, because without that. You know, T20 was threatening to, to swamp everything. Even even a player as revered as MS Dhoni in India really wasn't that fussed about Test cricket at the end. He wasn't. And anybody that wants to at me and tell me otherwise, fair enough, no, I'll block true. you. No, but, true. you know, he had no... He had, he had no... He, had, he really... But Virat Kohli has always said and always been incredibly passionate about the five-day Test match game. And it's that, that passion that has helped to drive India to be the number one side in the world and maybe the world Test champions. And because of that, 
you know, the, the, the fervour of the Indian fans and the following that they have for Test Match Cricket is as great as it is when they're wearing the blues for One Day Internationals and T20. So he's an incredible guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's had a, he's had a shocker this series. He's only averaged 28, which for him, even though he hasn't made 100 for, for however many years, he still averaged, managed to average 50 without scoring any 100s. Um, so on a personal level, it's not been a triumph for him. But, um, you know, he, and he backs his players as well. I mean, all mm. the best leaders do this, whether you yeah. agree with them or not. He'll, he'll run through a brick wall for, for guys like Siraj and Washington Sundar. He'll back them up mm, he's good. and, um, you know, and, he's and drive every, drive India behind this, this cricket team, this test team. He's got a perfect offsider with Ravi Shastri as the team coach as well. I like him very much. I found him fascinating in a, in a podcast I did, did with him. And I, I also think he's played an enormous role in, in the way Indian sportsmen, but cricketers specifically, think about their responsibilities and their disciplines. Uh, and I think he's toughened them up too. I, I, I think that it's long gone are the days where India have an almost submissive air to them. These are the days where India look you in the face and make life extremely hard for you, even if they're not playing at their best. And then when they play at their best, they become close to unmanageable. I did say uh, during the program earlier today, I, I really thought that with with the money and the attention given to uh, test match cricket, as well as to things such as the IPL, um, India cricket will continue to develop excellent young players. Raul Dravid is doing a great job, and I, I think the rest of the world have got to watch out. This could well be a long period of, uh, of dominance. Um, so there we have it, uh, a victory today by an innings and 25. It was a shock how quickly England were bowled out for 135. Uh, we thought they might battle away, we hoped, to 300 and set a target for India in the fourth innings. It wasn't to be. England had been completely outplayed in three consecutive matches, albeit on two very difficult pitches. This was a beautiful pitch. Had everything, something for everybody too. In uh, the final test match, and India are worthy winners, taking the series by 3-1. Uh, what a team we have in this room. Jared Kimber, Steve Harmison, uh, Neil Manthorpe, Mark Butcher, Darren Goff and Gareth Batty. As I go round clockwise, uh, our production team behind the scenes do a superb job, not least because we're all here so early in the morning. I don't want to bang on about that, but it, it can suck the, uh, the energy out of you. But there's been no lack of energy in this performance as there hasn't been from India's over in Ahmedabad. So congratulations to the winners. Commiserations to Joe Root. He's leading England at a difficult time for so many different reasons. I know that in Joe's case, he'll come back with a smile on his face and a great love of the game that is there in, in, in Root's mind forevermore. Thanks for listening. Uh, India winners on this occasion, but we're bringing you all the one-day cricket, T20s first and then three one-dayers, all live and exclusive on TalkSport. Uh, we hope to see you very soon. We'll finish the show today by looking back at the highlights of what happened and what took India to victory. Lighted and uh, Washington Sundar says thank you very much and he has banged it straight back over Don Bess's head for six. Down the wicket comes Akshar Patel and he's cleared mid on for a one bounce for Jack Leach in again. Down the wicket comes Akshar Patel this time and has launched Leach straight over long on and over the rope for six. Lead is uh, 151 and this is getting desperate for England. India lead by 160. Here is Stoke. Bold him! He's bold him! Siraj has gone, and India's innings has finally come to an end at 365. Out. 
gone. What a delivery. That is magnificent bowling. What a wonderful bowler this fella is. Oh, would you believe it? I cannot believe I've just seen that. Johnny Bairstow has just played with the spin, flipped it straight into the hands of Rohit Sharma at leg slip. It's a first ball duck for Johnny Bairstow. This is absolute skill and class from Ravinder Ashwin. Sweep shot. <laughs> now it's hit Gill and it's caught by Rishabh Pant. Here's Aksar Patel again. Sweep shot into the hands of leg slip and Aksar Patel has another wicket. What are they, 30 for four now? It's ridiculous. 29 for Ar Ashwin. Oh, and that could be another one. There's a big appeal for leg before wicket. Up goes the finger. Joe Root's gone for 30, England of 65 for six. 65 for six. Come on, guys. It's just, it's horrendous, isn't it, really? There you go. What would I do without... Jared Kimber. Aksar has forced an edge from Ben Folks just as we're talking about how impressed we are with it. Rahani dives. He's not sure whether or not he's gathered that on the full. The ball was dying. There's the roar. That's all you need to hear. And India are three wickets away now. Big swipe across the line from Don Bess. I think there's a faint bottom edge on it. There is a faint bottom edge on it. And that is five wickets for Aksar Patel. He has done it again. Five for me for Aksar Patel. That one is uh, chopped off the back foot by Lawrence towards cover. And again, they think of the single. And they do go through for the single. And that is 50 for Dan Lawrence. Here is Ashwin again. Edged and taken that slip by Ajinkya Rahani. Straightforward, absolute, classic off-spin, outside edge. Nick to slip, Ajinkya Rahani makes it look so simple as he does with most catches. Here is Ashwin again. Bowled him! Dan Lawrence has a swing at Art Ashwin and he's bowled him for 50 fine rearguard innings from Lawrence, but England have been bowled out for just 135. India win by an innings and 25 runs to wrap up the series by three test matches to one. Let's take nothing away from India. They have been superb. Their spin department have been excellent and thoroughly deserved the win. 3-1 three, three, and a place at Lords or at Southampton against New Zealand to be the best team in the world. And on this performance, Manners, I wouldn't put it past them. commentary of the fourth test match live from Ahmedabad only on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.